I wanna be a billionaire. I ain't getting no sleep till I see a million every week. I wanna be a billionaire. I ain't getting no sleep till I see a billy every week. I wanna be a billionaire. Billionaire. I wanna be a billionaire. Ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? Welcome to another episode of Sleep is for Billionaires, the podcast. I am your host, Johnny Vegas. Now today, ladies and gentlemen, you are in for a treat. I got a very special guest on my show. This woman is the key makeup extraordinaire. She be on all the sets out here in LA. I'm telling you. She, I'm, that's why I met her on a set. She was doing my makeup even though it ain't much to work. You know what I'm saying? Ladies and gentlemen, Ashlyn Ayers. How you doing, love? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Um, thank you for coming through. I appreciate your existence. You know, I appreciate you doing your thing out here. And I definitely recognize your talent. And uh, I wish you much success in everything thank you're you. doing. And I want to thank you for coming through today, man. Because, uh, you know, we met a few times. We chatted a little bit. Mm -hmm. But today you're definitely contributing to my dream. And I want to thank you for that. Oh, anytime. Anytime. Thank you again. It's it's a, it's a pleasure to be interviewed by somebody from also the, the East Coast like me. Fellow hey. East Coaster living in L.A. I love it. Following your dreams. So. Got to. Yes. That's what's up, man. Well, again, this show is about getting insider information for those looking to be in your position. So you as a makeup extraordinaire, I want to talk about, you know, the entrepreneurial mindset that you have from the beginning to now and your plans to maintain in the future. But, you know, let's start from the beginning. Okay. Where, where are you from? I'm from Baltimore, Maryland. Okay. Okay. Be more with us. Be more in the house. <laughs> That's where they filmed The Wire, right? Yeah. Oh, The Wire. Yeah. Mm, was it really like that? Yeah, I mean, growing up there, it's, I mean, you have your areas. You have West Baltimore, you have East Baltimore, um, and there's a lot of times where I could be on my way to work at nighttime or going out somewhere and I see a dead body, you know, circled around with tape light, you know, and as far as, like, the drugs, like, it's insane out there. It's imagine, insane. Yeah. Like, every corner, especially, like, when you go into the city, mm -hmm. it's, that's where a lot of it is, um. But it, it, it can be really bad. It's got its 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 ups and downs. There's nice parts of Maryland mm. and Baltimore, but you got to take the deal with the bad. So it's tolerable. It. I get it. So when you um, so you were just did you always want to get into makeup, like even as a kid or? No, actually, this um, so I started from the beginning. When okay. I was young, I wanted to be a lawyer like my uncle Peter. Okay. From he's you know lives in New Jersey and. Shout out to Jersey. Yes. Um, so I used to want to be just like him. He just, I don't know, I would watch law shows, even you know, even at a young age. I know Law & Order was on, but I didn't fully understand everything. Mm -hmm. but I just knew I wanted to be a lawyer. So clean cut, professional, and in charge. Yeah. Um, Sounds like you like to argue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't. Okay. I don't like to, I don't, I feel like I lose arguments. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm very, I can be very passive, mm -hmm. and I don't like confrontation. So kind of like... I'm like, let's get through it, but let's talk through it, you know? Yeah. So after I kind of, I got a little older and I saw how long people would go to school and how difficult, like, the testing was. And I'm one of those people that I don't, not that I don't test well, I don't like tests. And I don't like, I love school. School is great. Learning is great. But just all the, long, like, I just started thinking about all the cons. And I'm like, do I really want to be a lawyer? So mm -hmm. I knocked that out. So I'm like, I don't think I'm so driven. But fashion design mm -hmm. that's where everything lies because i used i've been creative since i was a child so drawing painting everything when i was in high school i you know would sketch clothes for all you know just sketch clothes and then the girls that i was friends with would see hey you know when we were in catwalk that was our modeling club can you design this for me and i didn't make it but 
there were people in my school that did, so I would design stuff, they would make it, it would be in the fashion show. So that's where my love really was. Like, I could design clothes like nobody's business. Mm. Just sit there in class while I'm listening to teachers sketch my stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 2012, which is the year that I moved here, Mm -hmm. um, that is the year that I lost the passion to do that as well. Um, And I still love to create and paint and draw, but I would be sketching. I worked in a call center at that time before I moved here, and... One day I opened up a magazine on my break and I saw like, you know, a very well-known designer. I can't think of who it was at the time, but their piece looked just like something that was in my sketchbook Mm -hmm. from last week. Right. And, you know, people can think of like, there's a lot of things that we pull uh, inspiration from. And unfortunately, that kind of industry, almost with any industry, everything, I feel like it was just going to be too difficult for me to try to maintain original identity mm. and then push through into that industry. And I'm just like thinking a lot of the very known um, fashion houses and designers, they're probably in their well in their 40s, 50s before they're just like at that point right. where their careers just they've been established. So mm. I'm just like, you know what? I don't know if I have the the drive in me anymore to want to do this. Like, I love to do it, but do I want to pursue this as my, you know, I got to go to school, still learn how to make clothes. So, just like, if I'm not really passionate about it at this point anymore, then it's not what I'm supposed to be doing. I enjoy it, but maybe my path is supposed to go somewhere else. So, Mm -hmm. um, I had friends that worked with, like, Mac. They had, you know, worked in the Mac counters, and I would go. I was getting into makeup at that point. I was always one of those girls that didn't wear makeup because I really didn't need too much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't need too much. I I took care of my skin. I I didn't need too much. I I would go get my eyebrows done, and that would be it, you know? But um, bam, glam. (laughs) But um, I would pay attention. It Mm. goes with how observant I am naturally as a person. So I would go into the Mac store when I would have to go and get whatever i would go and explore and hey can you try this on me back when it was more lenient now they're just like no you got to pay for an appointment 50 spend 50 dollars back then they would just be like sure sit down i'll you know they would like to play and 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 try stuff on you so they would try and i would ask why are you using this and i just really asked a lot of questions and same with like my friends when we go out hey can you do this for me can you do my eyes a little bit and I paid attention. So I started getting into it, learning how to do it myself. And then I became the one that my friends would be like, hey, Ash, can you um, can you do my makeup before we go out? And I'd be like, yeah, sure. So I started doing it and realized how much I enjoy doing it. And I, you know, self-taught myself, basically. I didn't yeah. go to school for it. I just taught myself and then decided, like, okay, this is what I want to do. It's mm. just I still get to paint or do whatever, but a person's face is my canvas ultimately. And there I'm making go. them happy and seeing the look on their faces when I've enhanced their beauty. Cause I don't like to be that makeup artist that's just, unless that's what you want. Mm. But I don't like to just create a whole different person than what, what you know, which, cause I know a lot of guys will come to me and they'll be like, oh, so you wanted them. Yeah, you, 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 Who's that dude's makeup you did? <laughs> they'd be like, oh, so you're the one that be like camouflage these girls so we can't tell what they actually are. I said, no. I'm like, I like to enhance, everyone is beautiful in their own in, in their own way. And I just want to enhance that and just, just seeing when people, you know, like weddings and stuff. I just enjoy seeing the look and the happiness I can provide in trying and being a part of someone's special day or something like that so yeah I decided and then uh, months later I'm like all right where am I gonna go I love warm weather 
LA it is. So that's what's up, man. I mean, I love that story, man. I mean, we got some similarities. I grew up drawing as well as an yeah. artist, you know, sketch artist, you know, looking at cartoons and drawing, and then I wanted to get into, you know, comic books and start drawing for them. But you know, yeah. I just transferred that artist energy and put it into other stuff. And then you mentioned that you were in uh, telemarketing as well, you know, yeah. and I was in telemarketing the whole time in Florida for about like. 11 years doing okay. telemarketing and I feel like a lot of the traits I learned from that atmosphere you know uh molded me to be the person I am today to actually come to LA and close yeah. deals and speak to people and gen uh, generate those communication skills people mm -hmm. skills you know selling yeah. tactics yeah do you feel that th those are your journey has equipped you for coming to LA? Oh, most definitely most mm -hmm. definitely I've had I don't know I've had so many different jobs like in my young you know because I've I worked a lot I mean a lot of teenagers nowadays I feel like they're Instagrammers already to where that's what they do they're making and I can appreciate all the hustles but I worked at a pizza shop I worked in you know a clothing spot where I was putting the letters on jerseys for our Ravens team and, okay. and stuff like that and I've you know, like I said, I worked in the call center and clothing stores, Abercrombie and Fitch, which hands down was one of the worst places I ever worked. They paid the, they paid the least amount of money, and it was just so tedious. But anyways, yeah. customer service is like one of the basic or fundamentals that every person needs instilled in them because you have to know how to talk to people. You have to understand how to interpret what kind of person you're working with or speaking with to know that certain thing, you know, I mean, you might be able to have a conversation and I can't have that same conversation with this person. And if I say it, it might offend them and I have to know how to like apologize, yeah. own up to what I've you know said or so it's just like working in those environments. You definitely you get a feel for people, how to talk to people, how to resolve um, situations, heated heated moments. Because I, when I worked in the call center, I was like escalation. So when it was for Ikea too. Oh, so, yeah. they, <laughs> so you'll get the irate customers. Yes. Excuse me, man, calm down. <laughs> and so it's just like, you know, you don't have to yell at people. You don't have to scream at people to always get your way or to resolve things. Talking through things and actually wanting to resolve a situation is kind of where it starts. You have to want to to make things right or to have a a, a level play field, you mm -hmm. know. So just working with people helps me be a you know a, a team player. Um, that's I'm a I'm a kind of a loner. I I do well by myself, especially well by myself. But I'm I can play well with others, and that's what working with any of these um, jobs has also taught me that you have to be able to share. To shine with other people and you have to be able to yeah, like yeah share the shine and be able to make decisions together not just self go self and i'm doing this i don't care what you're doing because you have to look at the end of the day the bigger picture what is the bigger picture it's it's going to be more than what you personally want it's going to be more what that person wants it's most likely going to be for either you know like uh for instance if i'm working on a movie set and um, I have one of my main talent come in that's more of my responsibility, mm -hmm. but someone came in late, so I can't start them at the same time, but I have backup to help, and normally I would still take them, but we got to get everyone out there and ready by a certain time. So although I'm normally supposed to start them, I'm going to have you take them today and so on and so forth. So it's delegating and make, you know making those decisions, and like I said, it's... I'm not trying to steal the shine. We're all working towards a goal. So, yeah, I definitely would say that 
I've picked up a lot of different experiences and they have all helped to equip me to handle myself as a professional in this industry Mm -hmm. um, and just to help me better my career and leave better marks and imprints on people. There you go. There you go. Great job. Great job. Now, um, when you got to L.A., you know, because everybody says, okay, I'm going to go to L.A., I'm going to make it, it's going to pop off day one. Uh-huh. And it's like, it ain't like that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Rents yeah. coming every 30 days. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shit don't stop. You got to eat. Yeah. So how did you maintain when you got, when you touched down for the first time and started figuring things out? The key, in my opinion, is you have to have a job when you come here. Um you have to have a job when you get here. That's my opinion. Or some and, savings. Yes, or savings. Either oh. or. You don't have, yeah, both would definitely be more beneficial. But um, I feel like when people just come and chase a dream or follow the dream, however you want to put it, it's great and amazing that they're pursuing something so, so, so genuine. Um, but because of the cost of living here and um, the fact that everyone isn't getting the same opportunities you have to be prepared for rejection and a lot of the rejection leads up to no money because you're not booking jobs or so on and so forth so you end up you know you might come out here with a certain amount of a certain amount saved and then you run through it because you're not picking up any jobs or anything like that so you still need that consistency to hold you until you get that big break or whatever so i was working like i said i was working with ikea um so i worked there from like 2008 to 2012 and then moved here but before i moved here i looked for possible openings in other ikea stores okay because um, i was at a call center um so the burbank store had some openings and granted i didn't physically work at the ikea in baltimore or college park anything like that it was simply a desk job mm-hmm. um so i worked i picked up a position um which was similar to the customer service position but it was more like i was one of the guys honestly yeah. so i I took a, a flight here, I interviewed, they called me, let me know they would love to have me. I packed my stuff, shipped my car, and that was the basis for me being able to start a life out here and pursue my dreams, I feel like, in the path that is right for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, you just have to have a, a way, uh, some means of consistency and money. Right, right, right. You do need sure. money. And, uh... That helped me because it's been a struggle um, and it I mean it it was a struggle and it continues to have its ups and downs because you know we might film I might film a movie that we're shooting for 20 to 30 days and after that movie I still have my my regular clients but some days there's nothing going on no one needs makeup and it's like okay I don't really have anything going on right now so it there's slow there's slow times for everyone in this industry whether you're an actor hairstylist makeup you know, all the other uh, crew positions um, that make up, you know, the TV and movies. But you just have to have, whether you, a waitress or a bartender, something something to bring in some some kind of money for you to take care of your bills and stuff until you get this job. And then save. Try your hardest to save. I can't stress that because it's also so, so difficult because those bills, like you said, they come every 30 days. Mm-hmm. And you not only have the rent, you've got your utilities. Wi-Fi, which is so expensive. Food. <laughs> I can't forget food. the food. <laughs> I mean, food is top, but it's like, I don't know. I, I'm one of those. I need Wi-Fi. I need to stream my stuff when I'm 
Mm-hmm. You know, food I can I can live off of my salads and it don't cost me that much to eat and stuff. And I'm a water girl, so okay. water in the house, salad, and I'm pretty good. There you go. Paper paper towels, whatever. But <laughs> baby wipes. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. So just that that started me. So that allowed me to pursue to stay here and continue pursuing because I could have been here maybe a year, two years. Um. And then things could have gone down south and I probably would have moved back home. But having that stability at first as like a crutch to carry me, pay my bills while I worked my way into the field and networked and started these jobs where I, I made a fraction of what I make now when I, I pick up makeup jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely it definitely helped. So, gotcha. yeah, uh, that's what's up. Yeah, a lot of people are. You know, I noticed uh, they get the part-time gigs first just to have the flexibility, mm-hmm. and especially actors, you know, yeah. they got to be able to go audition and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So the availability has to be open. So when did you get your start in, you know, the, when the industry, quote unquote, you know, actually doing makeup for actors on a professional set? Let's see. This, my start with that was in 2017 mm-hmm. for um, BET's Carl Weber's The Family Business. So, Ooh, okay. Yes. Um, Trey Haley, who's the director of that project and basically all of the Tridestin projects because that is uh, partially his production company as well. Okay. Um, that was the first project I worked on with them and I got brought on because we we were friends. We met, I think... Not sure. I can't remember how we met, but we would always have like little lunch dates and just like catch up and and chat and what's going on with you. Just like friends, you know, we would catch up and he would tell me that he was in the movies. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm a makeup artist. Let me know if ever one day you need someone. So they at that point still had a makeup artist. And I'm not sure what happened with that artist, but he hit me up and was like, hey, Mm. starting a project because they had attempted it in the past um it had been in the works and it it didn't it didn't go off the way that they had planned so this was like all right we're going for it this time really going for it we're you know probably gonna have you know like i found out about bet later but he honestly is the person that i knew and he brought me in he had you know faith and entrusted me to become part of the team knowing that i hadn't had that kind of set experience like i've worked on music videos and other things, but to actually be on a movie set and have these actors and actresses that I grew up watching on television and movies, like that was a whole new ball game to me. Um, so I have him to thank, but he just meeting him and then he gave me that opportunity to show what I was capable of. And since I showed, showed that from um, the years that I put in since I moved here, it's allowed me to basically be the key makeup artist with that production company. So mm-hmm. Um, I've only gotten other jobs and other gigs from that because I have more to show. I've worked right. with more, an extensive amount of people. I've gotten more credibility as far as, okay, you've worked with this person, you've worked with this person. I see. And it's nothing but great things that are said about me. And I'm not tooting my own horn. It's just like a... You have to toot, prof- toot! You, have to, you know, somebody you said to, that right before they do you it. You okay. professional. <laughs> and right. my mom really instilled that kind of work ethic in mm-hmm. me at a young age. You just even you always hey, shout out mom. Yes. Mm. Um always gotta be ready for any opportunity. Even if you have plans, someone calls you, hey, are you available? Yes. Plans can wait. You can go out with your friends another time for business, like to get yourself at the point that you want to be. 
you have like one opportunity to say yes. If you say no, one time is all it takes. And then they find someone else and they might fall in love with someone else. And then that was your shot and it's gone. Mm -hmm. So say yes. Say yes. Take that opportunity. Even if you have a job and you might have to call out and leave early to go take some kind of a job. I did that with... um. Trey Songs had a and uh, well Trey Songs and uh, Malaya Michelle. Do you remember Drake used to always bring her up in his song? I think so. Yeah. yeah. So uh, basically, a friend of mine uh, was working. I don't think it was Beat. I can't remember where she was working, but he she got a call from his assistant, who I think she was friends with, and they were doing right before he released the actual Nana song mm -hmm. this was basically for malaya and mm -hmm. it was that song but the video was all about her and they're like she needs a makeup artist blah 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 blah. so just that like i was at work that day when i got the call and i'm like ikea <laughs> trade songs malaya music video for the day which one mm -hmm. that one opportunity is just like it's experience working with someone and it's just you never know what that door could lead to right. so you just you gotta go for it if that's what you're here for you gotta go for it so nah, super facts man super facts i definitely uh i'm for like i came out here with the intent not to uh i didn't want to fall victim to the nine to five I'm not saying anybody else i'm not preaching don't work the nine to five by all means if you need it go get it yeah. but when I was in Florida, I was uh, doing the nine to five full time, and my dreams were part time. And I was, you know, what making so much money that I was like, got comfortable. I was like, uh, okay, the dreams, they, they're, they're a hobby now. It's not a dream yeah. no more because the foundation is here. Yeah. So I was like, damn, son. But then, like you said, you know, those opportunities arose where, you know, I could go perform here or do a radio interview here. But I said, no. For the simple fact mm -hmm. that I was comfortable here, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And sometimes that happens and I mm -hmm. saw how the opportunity passed me by because someone else, they found someone else mm -hmm. who became more consistent. Yeah. And I was like, damn, I can't let that happen again, no. you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I came out here solely to focus on what I'm doing 100% and exhaust all of myself, yeah. all of my talent in every which way I can, you, you know to. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but yeah, but no, that's what's up, man. I'm, I'm a, that's probably going to be the clip I'm going to post. Like, Y'all say yes. That's the one. That's going to be the hook right there. Okay. So, so you got your start in, the, in, in LA in the makeup world. Okay. I got a question for you, you know, because I, I think about this a lot and I had this conversation with other women as well. Um, when it comes to like Instagram, right, okay. you know. Women, they, they do the makeup thing and they show off their, their assets as well along with it. What type of effect... Well, I, I don't, I'm trying to see how can I ask this. So basically what I'm trying to get that is the effect that it has on the up-and-coming generation. Like the little girls mm -hmm. looking at this and they're looking at this photo of a woman, you know, who has the extra enhancements and the makeup and all <clears> that. And then they're assuming this is beauty, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? It may want to motivate them to look like that or may discourage them and feel like they're less than. How do you respond to that? Um, well, let me start with I'm not knocking anyone who chooses to enhance themselves, to look a certain way, feel a certain way. Every You're entitled to do whatever. And if it makes you feel good, go for it. As long as you're not hurting anyone else. But at the same time, I do feel like the rise in influencers, especially on social media, um, 
they all have started looking the same. They get these lip injections, cheek injections, both and these Botox and these these girls, because I can't really call them women yet. I feel like they're 18, 19, 20, or early 20s. I mean, mm -hmm. they're women, but I feel like that definitely, because there's so many of them and they all do the same thing, because it looks so perfect. And, I, and I'll, I'll admit, like, when they have, like, their lip color on, the lines are nice and clean, and their fuller lips, it just makes for... I don't know, sometimes it just looks so so much more appealing and I can understand why they might want to do it because that's their business and brand and they want to look perfect they want to pull everything in to, to help them make money mm. but these young kids watching social media and stuff I feel like what they take from it is this is what it means to be beautiful this is what I need to look like if I want to be beautiful and I feel like it's the wrong message. Like we all, we all look a certain way. We all are individuals. We react differently. We think differently. So we should love ourselves for who we are. And I'm not saying that if you know, say you've had a, a humbling your nose your entire life and you're very insecure about it. By all means, tweak it to where you're secure about yourself. Because I feel like that, you know, it affects you know the possibility of you getting jobs in the future if you're not secure and the possibility of you meeting your future wife, husband, whatever, um, do what makes you feel happy within yourself and secure. But the fact that so many of them are doing it and I feel like it's for monetary gain to just have this look, this image of perfection, that's what's reflected out to these little girls. It's like, I want to look like something unrealistic, like Barbie. Even Barbie, I remember they did a documentary on that. Like, her dimensions don't exist in real life. She mm -hmm. would topple over if the way her chest waist to foot everything she would she's not it, it it doesn't make sense in all actuality and for a person to have these perfectly chiseled faces and full lips like there's not necessarily anything wrong with how you look before but you're striving for this perfection and no one bottom line is perfect mm. because then it's almost like what are you covering up inside what are you so insecure about that you have to do so much to your face to feel whole mm. you know and we don't want our little, because just like we we look at love and hate, and love is something that is just a natural thing within us, and hate to, to me is something that's taught. We don't want children going growing up thinking like, you know, this is, I need to feel insecure about the color of my skin or how my hair looks, always have, you know, we don't want that. We want it to be like, grow up, love, you know, love who you are, embrace who you are, um, uh, we want that I feel like to be a message I feel like that's what I would want to be a message I wouldn't want I wouldn't I wouldn't even if I had children I wouldn't allow my children to be on social media to be to be witnessing all of that I feel like it's not for the youth uh, it's not for their eyes it, it's almost like adult content at this point people that can understand what it means to go through this and do these and make these enhancements to your face I feel like it's something that you really need to be in your sane mind to 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 determine is this something that I'm doing for myself or is it something I'm doing to you know strive for something that I'm I'm not like mm -hmm. I'm why who wants to be perfect like flaws right. flaws make us who we are right. they there's no such us. thing as perfect there isn't so I just I'm like it's like a, a I'm I'm for it I'm against it I'm for it because it's like do it for you but just don't don't allow kids to to take from it that they have to 
look the way that you look to be perfect. And I feel like every video that's watched by a little kid on YouTube and Instagram, they see the same thing. I mean, there, there's not, everyone isn't all enhanced, but I just see more and more of it every day. And it's just like, we gotta, I feel like we gotta do better, do less, do less. Keep like, mm -hmm. we're, we're so beautiful as people, like, there's no one like us where we can think, we can, we have emotions, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's, it's, I'm like, it's a middle. catch. I think it's a catch 22 because yeah. it's like, you damn if you do, damn if you don't. Yeah. Like, yeah, you, like you said, you can do it for you if it makes you feel good, but then you can't really control the, per the perception mm -hmm. of someone else. You no. know, all you could do is just post it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you're not necessarily telling girls to feel a certain way or saying this is beauty. You just, a representation of yourself those that that do it that yeah. way you know but again the way someone perceives it you have no control yeah. over that no, and then no. when the the people on the outside looking in see the effect of how it how the person receiving it, as far as those little girls then they start criticizing the poster mm -hmm. the person you know got the enhancements yeah. when that wasn't their initial uh, intent yeah either way so it's like there's no winning in that equation, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I think it just has to be, I feel like certain content, just like television was, you know, it's filtered out and certain kids of a certain age are told that you shouldn't watch this if it has this rating because it has this, I don't want to expose you until the, I, people shouldn't be exposed to things unless they're, I feel like their brains are mentally ready to understand and, um, break down what it means mm. so with these youtube videos and instagram tutorials not saying that they should be filtered but i feel like parents and their kids like there should be some kind of understanding and filter as far as what their child takes in because i know as an adult if i if my child was watching that um just the same as like the little twerk videos and stuff instagram is full of all that all that stuff that mm. you wouldn't want your daughter or somebody to do because they're they're precious they're still naive to so, so much pure, stuff. Yeah. exactly so it's just like I, I wouldn't want my child's view on beauty or this to be tainted to feel like this is what i got to do to look to feel a certain way or to have all these likes because that's the new importance how many likes you get so i think it just has to be like filtered through like the parents just watch what your kids watch you know like everyone wins you know you do what you do for your success and what makes you uh, what makes you feel good um, and then the kids that really don't need to be shown this kind of stuff yet, um, they can kind of stay out of it and still be kids. I feel mm. like they, people are growing up way too fast, you know? Yeah, yeah, I see it every day, man. Like, I don't know if it's because I'm getting older, but <laughs> I see young kids and they're like, you know, they're hearing a conversation with me. Yeah. I'm like, yo, maybe am I slowing down? Like, hold <laughs> up. <I'm> like, <laughs> the hell is raising you? you no, know, good job, though. But yeah, man, I mean, you know, like I said, I feel like it's just, it's a catch-22, man. I just wanted your opinion on it. You yeah. know, I had this conversation last night, actually, and, uh, you know, I, again, like, I agree, and then I disagree, and it's like, am yeah. I right, am I wrong? It's like, whatever. But, um, so what's next for you in regards to, like, the, what's the ultimate goal, you know? Because I know as a makeup artist, I mean, do you want to, like, open up a school to teach makeup, or do you want to stay in the field you're at and just kind of be the makeup artist to the stars? Like, what's the, what's the ultimate goal? I want to do it all. Mm. so i love working with celebrities and and you know even the everyday person the everyday woman that just wants to feel good for a special day i love working with all of those people on you know more of a private basis um uh, and i want to continue that and i would love to pick up more 
more people that you know consistently are are working on projects and and attending red carpet events i like it's a, something about getting someone ready for those kinds of kind of events, especially just like it's like a little bit of a thrill. Mm. Um, but I'm also working on like a lash line and a beauty line, um, including makeup and skincare. So I'm working on it, but I have to like fine tooth, you know, go through like a fine tooth comb and make sure everything is what I want it to be. So most likely by next year, I'll have those products rolling out. Um, then I do want to pick up a studio. I do want to incorporate a studio into my life as far as a place to bring people that are looking to learn about this industry, have makeup artists, hairstylists, anyone in the industry that's willing to learn, have people come and teach classes there, have, you know, I would teach classes there and have it as a a place to hold events and network Mm -hmm. and shoot, you know, uh, whole photo shoots and sessions. So I want to have a space that's just like a creative space for all to come in and, and work and express their creativity consistently. Um, Cause that's what keeps us like on our toes as artists. You have to consistently express what's in your head. You, right. you got to put it out there. Um, and so those are, those are my top things that I want to do within the near future. So again, this, the beauty line I'm working on, and the studio, I want to say within the next, within also the next year, year and a half, I, I see that coming to fruition and working on that. So there you go. Well, you put it into the universe. Yes. It's, it's documented. Yes. So now you owe it to yourself to execute. Of course. You know and what I'm saying? You will. will. And that you will. And I wish you much success. Thank you. And I want to thank you for coming through today. This has been great. You know, like I said, um, you know, I, when I met you, it was at work. You yeah. Know? So just keep doing what you're doing. Keep aiming high. And um, got to see you the rest of the way. You know what I'm Reach. saying? And, uh, oh, I man. Receive it. <laughs> Lord, <laughs> I receive it. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Sleep is for Billionaires, the podcast. Before we go, let the people know where they can follow you and uh, book your services as well. Oh, um, well, on Instagram, um, at Ashlyn Ayers, M-U-A. So A-S-H-L-Y-N. A-Y-E-R-S-M-U-A, just to spell it out. Um, And that's the same for Facebook, Twitter. And then you can also visit my website, which is ashlynairs.com. There it is. (laughs) Ashlyn Ayers, Johnny Vegas, Sleep is for Billionaires, the podcast. Stay tuned for more episodes to come. And subscribe. Lord knows I need it. (laughs) And we out of here.